today on The Breakdown. It's Fogey versus Newbie in a showdown, a big cash game showdown. And when I say big cash game, let me be clear. Hundreds of thousands of dollars go into this pot. This is some legit shit people. And it's Bobby Baldwin who, believe it or not, wrote one of the chapters of the original Super System book. That's the Doyle Brunson book from way back when. Maybe the first poker book ever. Hard to say. Against Aaron Zhang, who is, of course, the winner of the biggest buy-in poker tournament of all time, the Triton $1,050,000 buy-in tournament. But wait, don't forget about the dude caught in the middle, caught in between all of this. It's broke living JRB. That's right. John Robert Ballon makes a happy return to the Breakdown Poker Podcast. Let's get into it right now on The Breakdown with Grant Dennison and Jonathan Levy. What the hell is Jean-Robert Blanc doing in this game? He's being staked. That's what he's by, doing in this by game. By Dan Bilzerian, right? I uh, assume so. Dan Bilzerian has a lot of money to launder. You understand that. He's got to get that cash in and out of the system. <laughs> it's okay if he loses you know, 80% of it. As long as it comes, the rest comes back clean, it's fine. That's not liable, right, if we just say it on a podcast? I don't know. I don't know either. Jonathan Lovey said it. Let's keep that in Let's mind. Let's be clear that um, I'm joking. I have no actual knowledge of this, but I've heard a lot of rumors. <laughs> but I don't actually know anything. Yeah. But I have heard a lot of rumors, and you can find them on the old Google machine. You can find a lot of stuff on Google. Yeah, including the truth. Including uh, you can Google. You can use Google to get to Twitter, and we're the poker guys on Twitter. That's where this hand was suggested by Lachlan Williams. Whoa, new suggester. Yeah, Lachlan. Brand new rookie. Yeah. You're like the Aaron Zhang of the suggesters, bro. Well, are you that good, though? Did you win the biggest buy-in tournament ever, at least for suggesters? I don't know. I don't know if that exists. <laughs> well, it should. Any buy-in tournament for suggesters <laughs> would be the biggest buy-in tournament Did he ever. win that one? We haven't had it yet. So he has not won it. So, so he's not the Aaron But Zhang. it's still in the realm of possibilities, which means that in some universes... In a way, he has, because if there's wow. infinite universes, of course, with infinite outcomes, he's both <laughs> won the tournament, he has uh, gotten married at the tournament, yeah. he has killed seven men at the tournament, you know, he's done all these things. He's, he's done all those things at once at the tournament, in yeah. at least one of the uh, yeah. one of the worlds, one of the infinite So think possibly. about that, you dumbasses. <laughs> that's 10th dimension level shit right there. That's, that's multiverse theory, exactly. Yeah. All scientists would agree with what I just said. MCU, baby. <laughs> Definitely not MCU. It is. I, Doctor Strange. The new Doctor Strange movie is called Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. So how do you feel now, I know Grant? The, I know the MCU has a multiverse, but I don't respect did it. Did you know that, though? Did yes. you actually know that? How did you know that? Because it's in the original Doctor Strange movie, which I did see. Oh, okay. That's a pretty darn good answer. You saw it, but you hate all of them. Did you hate that movie, too? That one was pretty bad, yeah. yeah I don't hate bad. all of them. I just mostly hate them. <laughs> what? Okay, just what Marvel movies don't you hate? I don't hate. I guess it wasn't Marvel think of, at the time. Go ahead. But like, I don't hate. Uh, I haven't seen the newest Spider-Man one, but the first Spider-Man right. one with the new kid. That is technically Marvel, even though they it's Sony produced it. But Marvel, it's Marvel's people are doing it. It's I, it's, I like it's the Marvel Guardians Universe. of the Galaxy movies. Right. I like the parts in Infinity War that have the Guardians of the Galaxy people in them. Those are the very funny. The parts. rest of that movie is 
sucks shit. I mean, come on. You're crazy. I'm not. That movie sucks shit. That's insane. Uh, <laughs> I know you haven't seen Endgame. I'm sure you haven't I, seen Endgame. Yeah, you, you're usually the one with the unpopular opinions, but this is, I know these are my unpopular opinions. No, no, no I'm sure everyone's going to agree with you on this one, too. Just like croissants versus English no, fucking no, muffins. No, no, I, I know I'm on the English muffin side of this one. Yeah. I am, I'm aware of that. Uh, well, that's not surprising. It, Endgame is the biggest movie literally of all time. I haven't, seen, more. I haven't seen Endgame. I don't know. Maybe right. I would like it. If you didn't like Infinity War, you're not going to like Endgame. I'll tell you right now. For sure, you're not going to like Endgame. All right. Like, there's sure no there's way. another one that I like, but I can't remember. Oh, you liked that, Ant-Man, didn't you? Ant-Man is okay. Deadpool? Yeah, that's not, that's not a Marvel movie. That doesn't count? No. It, he's a Marvel character, but he's, it's definitely not a Marvel movie. It's not an MCU the movie. The Dark Knight? <laughs> Does that one count? <laughs> sure, why not? All right. Anyway, all right, enough... Enough pop culture references, Grant. Tone down all the pop culture references. You I do know, it too I much. Especially you, superhero movies. Yeah, I do it all the time. You just litter it into everything, and it's too much. Just let it. Can we just talk about poker? Okay. Aren't we here to talk about that's, poker? That's probably what Lachlan would have wanted. What's Lachlan's last name? Williams? Williams. Lachlan Williams. That's like a basketball name in a good way. Or a lot of other things. Could be a philosopher. He could be like an arm wrestler. I don't even know what this guy does. He, he could might be a be long, a, long haul trucker. He might be an expert on multiverse theory and be very disappointed in the way we talk about the multiverse. Well, maybe the way you talk about it. I'm oh, yeah, because when you just well. say MCU, that's like good <laughs> enough. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure all all leaders in the philosophical realm of multiverse theory are really respecting the fucking Marvel comic universes I, multiverse there, where there's like little goblins coming out of everywhere or some shit. I like said. That. I said tenth. Yeah, so send Iron Man into the multiverse. I said tenth dimension. Okay, that's not fucking. Okay. Mul- that's tenth not Marvel. Dimension is an excellent YouTube video. Oh, okay, so shut the hell up. It I is. showed you that video. By yeah, the I know. Way, and you would be care. dumb as shit if I didn't show it to you. <laughs> but now I'm smart, so yeah. suck it. All right, let's uh, let's get back to the game. Yeah, we, I mean, we could do this all day, man. Who cares? I, I, they, people don't listen for the poker; they listen for the rapport, right? It's, the r- it's rapport, baby. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> I always say that. Anyway, of course, what Lachlan did when he suggested on Twitter, which is you know at the poker guys, uh, two poker guys, we. We need a YouTube link and a timestamp in order to find this shit. And that's what he did. He did it well. Good job, Lachlan. It's a strong rookie campaign you're having. I mean, we don't know how many times he's tried it and failed. This Does is the first time he succeeded. Yeah. The name is not super familiar to me. Like, I feel like there's a lot of names right. that tried I won't to su- mention <laughs> that consistently suggest things and never get on the show. No, that is absolutely true. That is absolutely true. No, I, I, know. I, I think this is too. probably his first suggestion, but I'm saying he may have tried to suggest before and failed. Like, or done, done a bad like, job. At one poker dude or something like that, and that's just not our Twitter that's handle. That's a common mistake. Yeah, <laughs> totally. Anyway. Anyway. Let's get to the hand that Lachlan suggested. Fine. This is a uh, Triton event cash game, so it's like side event during some Triton event where the currency is KRW. Yep. So... It's usually HKD, but that's, I guess that's location dependent. I don't know where KRW actually is from. But, you know, it's worth basically uh, $1 is like about 1,000 KRW, one US dollar. Close enough, yeah. yeah. It's, a, it's a, even a little bit more. It's By the way, it's the South Korean won. Okay, KRW South Korean. Is. Yeah. All right. So we're playing 1 million, 2 million KRW, which is like almost 1K, 2K US. It's actually a little more. Oh, it's uh, more. Yeah, so it's like 1.2... Uh, two point four is what it really ends up being. You sure? I think um, yeah, I think it's the opposite. Oh, is am I wrong? Yeah. You know what? You're right. I'm wrong. Yeah. Okay. So it's actually like eight hundred. It's like eight hundred sixteen hundred. Yeah. So okay. Which is anyway, whatever. Obviously, is a huge no limit game. Correct. Yeah. So I mean, when, when thinking about these numbers that I'm throwing out, we can just it's close enough that you can just assume. Yeah. Like one one thousandth. So for example, Aaron Zhang has four hundred ninety two million in his stack. Can Can I suggest that? We just do it all in dollars. Okay. So people, we'll just, and we'll just, just do it all. Just divide by a thousand. 
that's the dollars, and let's just call it because we're saying how much All they're right. betting. It'll, anyway. it'll be slightly inaccurate, but it'll be close it's enough. More than close enough for for it not to matter. Let's do this. All right. So this guy named Romaine, who is going to be the garbage human of the hand, opens to six k. That under, fucking guy. I know. Six k <laughs> under the gun. He's got ace ten of spades, but he doesn't matter. Okay. Aaron Zhang, the winner of the biggest prize in poker history, something like $23 million. He didn't win that much, though, because he made a deal with Brent Kenny. But it, yeah, but it is something like that much because you were thinking of pounds. Still not that much. Or euros, right? I'm telling you. It's not, it's like 21 million. He ended up with, I I don't even know if it was that much because of the deal. Oh, did Brent Kenny make more? Brent Kenny got more money, yeah. Did Brent Kenny make 23 million? I think when all is said and done, he didn't either. I think he made like 18. And See, we, t- we had this conversation before, and you were in euros or pounds when you were thinking that number. Well, you know, it's hard to fucking know these things when you just put me on the spot. Well, I do know those things. Well, we, where are you then if you know these we'll things? Bet, well, I'll bet the over on $20 million if you want. For this guy? For Bryn Kenny, or whichever the biggest prize was. I'll take the under on $21 million. You got a deal. You okay. got a deal. We so, gotta... so $21 million exactly is a chop. It won't be $21 million exactly. So yeah, it's fine. Okay. It's, it's a deal, and I'm going to look it up right $5 now. $5 right $5. now? $5. This Done. is a real bet. Come on, don't screw me over, Brent Kenny. <laughs> Uh-oh, am I in trouble? Am I, I just going to lose by like 200000 You're going to lose by more than that, is my guess. I'm afraid I'm going to lose by Jesus, his all-time earnings are $55 yeah, million. I know, he's so number one all-time. Uh, it was... Ah, you barely got me. What is 20, it? 20, 20563000 Boy, you're so dumb. Give me my money! Wait, I got to look at Aaron Zhang first to make sure. Oh, yeah, he got last, but you should check. I got to make sure about this. Is this is riveting, riveting podcast. This is podcast good podcasting stuff. right now. This is, for all of you podcasters who want to <laughs> eventually become wonderful like us, this is how you do Why it. Why did I only bet $5? Because, oh, yeah, he won a lot less than Bryn yeah, Kenny. Like $3 million less in euros, right? He so, won $16.7 yeah. million. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Anyway, so cool. that's I, a lot of money. That's $5. All right. That is a lot of money. $5 to me. Yeah, congratulations. Anyway. Okay. For, for crying out loud, Aaron Zhang. All right, Aaron Zhang, who has... Approximately 492K in his stack. Three bets from the hijack. R- Romain opened plus one. Uh, he threw bets from the hijack to 23 million or 23K, excuse me, uh, with five, six of clubs. Yep. This is a pretty big three bet uh, in position. Yeah. It's also a hand that you could just call with. Yep. So what are your thoughts on those two things? Um, I think it's really fine to three bet this hand sometimes. I actually like three betting this hand sometimes. Uh, you want to have board coverage. When you get called, and if you don't ever have like small suited connectors, it's e- pretty easy to knock out a bunch of the flops that you can't really have very much on. Um, when you have this kind of a hand in there and people know it, it's much harder to play against. You can sort of threaten the nuts at all times, which is pretty great. Um, actually, I think the size is fine also. These guys are really deep. A 3x raise is probably getting called. So I like 3.5 to 4xing better, and he's close to 4xing, so I think his sizing is fine, too. I think, it's, I think it's fine to call. Don't get me wrong. But I think a raise once in a while with this hand is also just perfectly peachy. What do you think? Yeah, I think so, too. Uh, I don't think he needs to make it $23 million, though, in position. I mean, he's, I mean, he'd really be thrilled with a fold, though. Right? He would, but I think you might get similar fold equity with $20 million. $21 million. Yeah, sure. I agree. $21 million, 20, uh, 21 is 3.5x. Sorry, so I keep messing it up. 20K, 21K is what we're trying to say. Like, oh, that's, yeah, it's yeah, effectively, yeah, It's effectively like $20,000. Right. Yeah. I, think, I think 21 is a fine amount to make it also. I wouldn't want to make it 18 is what I'm saying. I wouldn't want to just 3x. I just feel like people call three bets way too much these days. Yeah. So you just want to price them. So that way they, they call... When they call, they are more apt to fold because it's because it feels like stronger, but not even more. Forget more apt to fold. There's just more for you to win when they do the times they do call, and you get more a little more fold equity. 
because they're, they're just going to have to fold more often. They're not, they're not getting immediately two to one. When you 3x it, they're getting two to one if everyone else folds. Actually, a little True. better. True. I mean, but the argument there. is progressive. You could, you could just keep going with that and say, well, you can make it a 50K. And of course. Well, there's a point when the risk doesn't outweigh the yeah. reward. I feel like three and a half to 4x is where the risk is still, uh, the reward still outweighs the risk, is, is my opinion. Yeah, and you're talking about cash games. Of course, later in tournaments, you can go a little smaller in general. Of course. Uh, but earlier in tournaments, yeah. you kind of can't. Right, right. All right, so now Bobby Baldwin is one, in one of those classic weird spots. Bobby Baldwin, yep. of the oldest Baldwin brother, Alex's favorite. No, he's uh, of the fame of having written the Super System chapter I on mean, Limit Hold'em. On Limit Hold'em, that's true. Um, he In the first Super System, second Super System, I think it was Jennifer Harmon. Uh, he had, there was a point, you know, in like the 80s or the 70s where he was considered one of the best poker players in the world. And he won the main event one year, right? I don't know if he did or not, actually. I'm not sure if he won the main event. Okay, doesn't really matter. It doesn't matter. He's like one of the old sort of legends of the game. And he's thing. on the casino side of the business now, which is how he has all this money. Oh, is that true? Yeah. Okay. Um, so he has 434K in front of him. The three bet was to 23K. And he's got ace of clubs, queen of clubs, and the small blind. Yeah. This is one of those classic no limit hold'em cash game problems immediately of like, well, this spot kind of sucks. We have been in the past mostly advocated for a four bet here rather than a flat, if I recall correctly. We have. We have. I don't hate a flat either. I think, I think a flat is pretty bad if it's unsuited. Yeah, I think that's probably true. Um, I think probably a four bet is still better than, than a flat most of the time, especially out of position. If we're on the button, I can, I can justify a flat so much more. You know, the small blind is a rough place to flat from where you got where, by the way, the original razor can reopen the action. We're just going to lose a lot of the time. Yeah, that's true. We are 400 K deep though, right? And it is a pretty big three bet from Zhang. So there's more to win pre-flop too. Yeah. And if we're, we're, when we flat this, it's obviously we think Zhang is a bit wide. Yeah. If we think Zhang has Queens plus ace King only, we can't flat this hand, right? This hand is getting crushed. By that range. Yeah, I don't think we think that about Zhang. So um, then why aren't we just four betting? And you're always giving it away. You're acting as if the audience knows that he flats, because he does. Thanks, Jonathan. But I was saying, what do we do? No big deal. I, I'm not giving it away. I'm saying, why aren't we just four betting? Yeah, uh, whatever. <laughs> you know exactly what you did. I did. I did do that. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I know another one of your complaints about this is going to be SPR. Right, because it's a pretty big three bet, and the SPR is you, you hate any SPR under like thirteen to one. It's, no, no, no. When you have Ace Queen, actually, it's better. Ah, uh, because no, no, no. You want it to be smaller because it, you want it to be easier to. You to, want it, you want really easy decisions when you flop top pair, and if you have if you're thirteen to one or higher, it's problematic actually. But if it's like five, six, seven to one, you you can pretty comfortably go with it. And if it's certainly three or four to one, you don't even think about it. So no, actually, the opposite in this case with this kind of a hand. So maybe that's part of it where Bobby feels like. I mean, how, if, if we get the callers everywhere, Bobby's going to have like a what? Like a seven or eight to one SPR, right? I think seven and a half. It's going to be like 60 some odd K in there. 70K in there. It's going to be more than that because of JRB in the big blind. Oh, no. Wait a second. So Bobby calls and yeah. now JRB is, is in this hand. Let's not forget about him. He's got king, queen of spades. And he, Jean Robert. He decides to flat the king, queen of spades in the big blind. What do you think about that? That's a little loose. It's a little loose, but once Bobby flats. Yeah, but the action can be reopened, like you said. It can, but now it feels like there's so much money to win. I don't see how you're there's supposed to There's so just... much money to win if you're the guy under the gun and if you know anything about Zhang and you're like, oh, I have ace four suited. This is an excellent time to reopen the action. I mean, if Bobby Baldwin can't ever show up with aces or kings here, or maybe queens that he's going with, yeah. 
or maybe Ace King suited that he's going with, then yeah, I kind of like are just like let's pop it right now and take the fucking what seventy thousand dollars that's in there. Yeah, and I don't think JRB has too many aces and kings. Nope, in his position. I don't know if Bobby Baldwin does either, but he might at least. This might maybe actually be an awesome spot for Romaine, who has Ace Ten of Spades yeah. plus one to, to put in the old four bet. The problem is, how deep is Romaine? How much does he? He's start with? deeper than everybody else. Okay, um, how much does Zhang have? Zhang has four ninety two. Oh, that's it. Yeah. Okay, so if we put in a if we put in a four bet, we're just committed to this pot against Zhang, probably, right? I mean, it's only twenty three k out there. Oh no, you're right. So we would make not it at all, like not at all. Committed. We could make it like seventy or something like that. Maybe with, a little. With, no, with, we have to with make the it two more. flats. Yeah, we, we have to make, make it more. like ninety. Okay, we make it ninety. Let's pretend for a second Zhang moves in. It's going to be four hundred more to us. It'll Refold. be four ninety. I'm just doing the math. There's another forty six plus another hundred and thirty in there. Six, there's like call it 640k in there, and it's 400 to win it with ace ten of spades. Yeah, we fold. Yeah, okay. So we have so that's pretty clear. Yeah, I think that might be the the play for Romain here with this action if Zhang is wide at all, which clearly he is, but maybe we don't know that. But if he's but I mean, it seems like Bobby Baldwin probably knows that, but that but maybe Bobby Baldwin knows more than Romain does. Yeah, maybe Baldwin's just better and paying more attention. Um, I think this is a pretty juicy time to make the raise. This is also the kind of hand that, while of course it can make nutted hands with both you know, the straights and the flushes and all that, most of the time you're going to flop one pair and you are never going to know where you are. You're never going to feel comfortable. A 10, a 10 high board, I mean, if there's a lot of action, yeah. you're no good. An ace high board, if there's a lot of action, you're no good a lot of the so time. So to clarify, right? you mean most of the time that you do flop one pair? Correct. Yeah. Yes. When you flop one pair, it's very, very hard to put a lot of money in this pot. Yeah. So... This is pro- so, but I understand where you're like, well, I mean, this is a hand that does flop reasonably well. We're four ways I close the action, yeah, getting an incredible price. It's totally reasonable to call. It is, but I think the above the rim better play here is what you're saying, which is let's just put in the four bet right now. The little four biddy. It's actually kind of perfect uh, stack size for the effective stack between you and Zhang to make it a really easy decision if you four bet to ninety million. I mean, the, the th- when it gets tough is when you get flatted, obviously, but right. then you just navigate post flop as best you can. We see bet. Kind of small a lot of the time, and then we hope it works out, yeah. right? Or we, by the way, sometimes we flop well. Yeah. You know, if we flop an ace, we probably check. Yeah. If we flop a 10, we probably check. <laughs> <laughs> if we flop anything reasonable, we check except like the big draws, right? I guess so, yeah. We hope, we hope for like a really good flop though when we get flat. <laughs> Either way, Romaine calls, and this is not yeah. what Zhang was looking for when he three bet to 23K with five, six clubs. I mean, honestly, as soon as Bobby Baldwin flats, He's like, well, this sucks, right? Like, or Bobby Baldwin has a big hand, and now, and JRB flats, so he's like, well, now Romaine can't really ever fold. Yeah. I hope I don't get four bet and blown off the hand. I think if you're um, Zhang, it's pretty easy to navigate this and where you're like, okay, well, now I just, play, who cares who, is, who has the initiative? Like, I don't have to play it as if I have the initiative here. Well, that's true. I think that's but what you should do. You have a much worse chance of winning the hand than right. you once like, did. You're up against very strong ranges in the blinds anyway. Yeah. You have position on the world and a hand that flops reasonably well. That's good. It's pretty good. It's a speculative hand. We like it. Anyway. Pot's going to be 94K. Yeah, it is. 94. That's everyone's number. I mean, if you're using those two numbers, you could talk about the 49ers, the San Francisco 49ers, who are an NFL football team. They are. And that's why we did that segue. Yeah. Well, because the NFL wants you to join it. Come be a player in the NFL right about now. Is that, is that no, the ad? No, that's actually that's not, not the ad read? That's not true. It's is actually, that next week's podcast? No, they're not just taking anybody. It's actually really hard to get into the NFL. Oh. Well, are we, you, are we supposed to be doing recruiting? Have you heard of Hard Knocks? They show how hard it is for like these super athletic guys to make the team. Oh, see, I thought Hard Knocks was about like knocking on the door hard. 
It's like an Annie thing. No, no, little orphan Annie. But, but that, that's actually a good segue again <laughs> yeah. to talk about how Nitrogen Sports is knocking on your door to tell you, yeah, about NFL survivor pools. That's just one of the many yeah. ways you can bet the NFL on Nitrogen Sports, which also has a poker room, of course, which you have to use the link in the description of this podcast if you want access to our exclusive stuff. Well, let's talk about the survivor pools, Jonathan. So Nitrogen is the sponsor of this of this podcast. It's it Nitrogen. It's only been two and a half okay. years. Not it's not the NFL. See, they both start with N, and it's a little confusing. It's only been two and a half years. They also they've nitrogen. shown incredible loyalty, and this is how you treat them, <laughs> as if you don't even know them. Nitrogen also has that. You know what? Sports I'm offended book. on behalf of Nitrogen, and I think they should give me sixty percent of the sponsorship money because of how you treat. Well, them. that's how it works because they pay us individually they don't pay us as an entity so there's that well they, so they can just put it in the contract and <laughs> you could be in violation legally of the contract a lot of, a lot of contracts in podcasting are there anyway uh, there should be <laughs> <laughs> any who's uh yeah let's talk about survivor pools because it is nfl season and what is a survivor pool some of you dimwits might be asking <laughs> yeah this is, that's the way to endear them <laughs> so a survivor pool is where each week in the nfl you pick one team to win their game, whichever game you want to pick. If that team wins, you advance to the following week. If that team loses, you're out of the pool, and that's that. The only big catch is this. You can only pick each team once. So that means by week 15 or 16, if somehow you're still in, you're not going to have that many teams. You're going to have only half the league left and often a lot of pretty bad teams. So it gets interesting. Whoever wins the survivor pool wins all the money in the pool. Nitrogen has a whole host, a swath, if you will, of different buying amounts, all the way from free, free, free to a full Bitcoin, which is, you know, thousands and thousands of dollars. Um, They have a lot of cheap buy-ins, too. So if you want to just dip your toe in the water there, you can play the free roll, which you absolutely should. They guarantee a fifth of a Bitcoin, which is like $2,000. They're fun, and so you might as well play a couple, right? Even if you just play the free one and a couple of really cheap ones. Super cheap ones, yeah. Yeah, Because then you get get to try different strategies. You know, If you really are doing it right, you're gaming this stuff out, figuring out who's going to be picking which teams and when you want to be picking which teams and when to use. There's actually a lot of strategy behind it. It's great. So it seems crazy not to at least play the free roll. You should all be doing that because why wouldn't you? It's super easy to sign up if you haven't signed up, although you should use the link in the description of this podcast when you sign up for multiple reasons. One is we get credit for that, and that helps this show continue on, so that matters. Um, But also, you get things, too. You get access to special Poker Guys events. Right now, we have, of course, our monthly tournament at the end of every month. They guarantee... A thousand buy-ins. We always get like a hundred buy-ins max, usually less. So there's a massive overlay in this tournament on Nitro. It's a poker tournament, of course. You can get in there. So they got sports betting. They got casino games. They got poker. Why aren't you signing up? You should have already signed yeah, up. Yeah, do it now. Freaking sign up. Let's get back to the hand. Okay. Also, join the NFL today. Yeah, that's not Roger actual... Goodell wants you. That's not true. He Jerry doesn't. Jones wants you. Okay. Uh, it's not true. Sorry. You just couldn't make the cut, listeners. <laughs> all of you. I would guess that there aren't any NFL players among our listeners. Wow. But maybe there are. Wow. If you are an NFL or former NFL player and you're listening, tweet at us. Yeah. And if you don't, I will take your silence as Grant is right. Okay. And Jonathan is wrong. If you tweeted us, we will give you a shout out on the show for yeah. sure. Promise. Because we'll be talking about how wrong Grant was. So guaranteed that'll happen. I mean, yeah, we love that. Um, you can be an NFL player. You can be in like training camp for the NFL. That certainly counts. Former NFL player. Anything like that. If you've been drafted, whatever. Does that N- all counts. Does NFL Europe count? Nah. You got to at least be like in training camp <laughs> okay. of an actual NFL team. NFL Europe doesn't even exist anymore. I know, but it was, I, we said former. Oh, so. okay. I mean, I, I absolutely believe we have at least a former NFL player listening to us. There's a lot of guys. Yeah, perhaps that's true. We have true. thousands of listeners. Come on. You're just, that, there you go again, being prejudiced. 
against NFL players. I always am. All right. So, okay. We have 94K in the pot now. We've got ace 10 of spades for Romain, the original opener. Aaron Zhang, who is the three better, has five, six of clubs. Bobby Baldwin has ace queen of clubs. And John Robert Ballon has king queen of spades. Two dominated suited hands out of the four. Yep. So Bobby Baldwin, before the flop says, before the flop comes out, cuts out 90 million or 90 K in chips and says, I might, I might go 90 blind. Yeah. Which is an absurd thing to say. Yeah. Obviously. Then the flop comes out, <laughs> which is queen deuce four. Yeah. So a good flop for young Bobby Baldwin. And <laughs> he le- then leads 90 K. Yeah. Nine, so like, it's, I don't like, think he was actually going to lead 90 blind ever. Yeah. He's like, Oh look, what an amazing flop. For this hand, and somehow I said that thing, and it's great. By the way, saying things like that usually doesn't matter, but I have seen it work. I've done that. I did that once in my life in a tournament at Caesars Palace in Atlantic City where we're at the final table. I was under the gun. I think we were even 10-handed, and I turned to the guy who was in the big blind who was on my immediate right, and I said, hey, man, if I raise, I'm not stealing your blind. Like, I had to come a long, long way to get to you, so (laughs) I'm going to have a hand. I pick up Jax and I raise. It falls to him. He goes all in. I insta call. He has king nine off. <laughs> That's pretty cool. <laughs> he just didn't believe me. I, I honestly think the speech mattered. I think the speech helped him to like think like, oh, well, now he's just going to raise a lot more. Maybe it did. Anyway, I don't know. Back to, back to the hand, though. Back to the hand. So we've got the uh, queen four deuce flop. So other than the queen flopping for JRB and for Bobby Baldwin, we've got five six for Zhang. So he's got the, the gutter. And I am trying to get the suits of the flop, but there's something weird going on. With my well, they're, they're not, they're, there's not, we know the queen is, is red for sure. That's yeah. a guarantee. That is No true. one has a flush draw. We know that. That is correct. Nobody has a flush draw. Um, so this don't, 90K lead is kind of interesting considering he said that, but I don't think it really means anything, right? Like we're not really concerned about him bluffing a lot. Let's play out some scenarios now that you're Bobby Ball and you just led 90,000. Okay. Um, Romain, Balan folds, Romain calls. Now, forget about their actual hands. We're just thinking from um, Bobby Baldwin's point of view, right? You lead 90K. The original raiser calls, and you get raised by uh, Zhang. Okay. What are we doing? He makes it. We bet 90. He makes it 220. We have, what, 420 total, including the 90, something like that, right? Yeah, something like that. Pretty close. I don't know what we're doing. I don't think we can lead a hand this strong and fold for what is effectively just like one and a half raises. Yeah. So I think if we're deciding to lead a hand this good, we probably have to go with it. The question is, are we leading weak hands here ever? I don't think we are. Maybe. I don't know what what hands we have that we flat out of the small blind that we can lead that are weak hands on this board. It's deuce, deuce diamonds, four of clubs, queen of hearts, by the way. It's hard to come up with anything. Uh, if we had king queen suited and we decided to call, would we lead that? It's not really weak when we're comparing it to ace queen suited. It's like the I'm same just trying thing. to come up with what's the weakest hand we're ever leading here. Yeah, it might be king queen suited. Um, would we lead jacks? That seems like a really amateurish play. I don't know why we would do that. If we lead jacks, we should definitely fold if we get raised, right? But ace queen, we shouldn't fold. I guess. Do we have to? Do we? But you're the guy who wants to have balance. You got to fold something, right? I know it's hard to come. I mean, why are we leading anyway? Because it's four-handed and it's queen high and it's dry and you're just afraid it's going to... Isn't Zhang just going to bet a lot? Maybe he isn't. Maybe he's not because it's four-handed, you know? Yeah, and maybe he's just going to be scared. And maybe this is all part of Baldwin's thing is like, 
he says that I'm going to lead, I might lead 90 blind and then he gets the good flop and he's like, well, now I have to do it. And then they're going to try to bluff me or whatever. Yeah. Maybe actually he feels like with that, with him saying that it makes it easier to never fold. Yeah. Even though it's like super obvious he was not going to lead 90 blind because he saw the flop and then yep. led 90. Anyway, JRB sitting there with King Queen can't fold, right? It is nope. a pot size bet. You hate it. I mean, I guess he could decide to fold once in a while. He does have the two original razors behind him, but it seems crazy to fold. It does. I mean, we block kings. If Zhang has aces, that sucks. What else does anyone have here? Well, that's the thing. Is Romaine, like, I guess, could have a set of eights. What does Baldwin have? That's really the, the fear. I don't know what Baldwin has, but we know what we have, and our hand is probably just too good to fold right now. just yeah. seems crazy to fold this hand right now. It does. Also, if we think... I don't know if Baldwin is balanced. I'm going to guess he isn't at all, but if he has any level of balance at all, he has to lead some weak hands. Again, I have no idea what weak hands he could ever show up with here. Nothing makes sense right. at all. I mean, the strong flat. hands don't make too much sense either. He's Nothing got like ace-queen or a set of fours or a set of deuces, but what do you really call preflop with those hands? I mean, you were saying jacks, maybe nines, tens, jacks. Sometimes he seems like just complete amateur because, bullshit. To because leave. he feels like he's going to check call anyway. And this way, if, if he's why got would the you, best why hand. Why would you bet this much then? Yep, I don't know. Because he'd already cut it out. And now he's like, shit, I guess I better bet <laughs> I, it. I don't know. I got nothing. It's super weird. It is. Anyway, I guess as JRB, because it's also weird, you just can't fold second, I think you should second kick or top pair. I think you call and you're like, please, God, let no one raise behind me. Of course. Because it's $90,000 of Dan Blazarian's money I'm about to burn up. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's okay. He's got a lot of money, I guess. All right. So Romain folds his ace, ten of spades. What do you want to do with Zhang? You have five, six of clubs. There is one club out there, and you have the gut shot. I mean, I want to fold is what yeah. I want to do. You think like, it's just not good enough and it's I don't too, think, too big of a bet? I think we're, it's, we're way too deep. We're not deep enough, excuse me, for this to be a good thing we can. Like, I'm really concerned about moving in and getting called, or like raising and getting called now that we have the the lead out of nowhere for a pot and the call of the pot. GRB has a hand. Yeah, for sure. Like, for sure. And Bobby Baldwin probably does too. So I don't think we have much fold equity. We're not getting the right price to draw. Mm, what do you think about shoving? I just am really afraid someone's going to call us. <laughs> like, GRB just called a pot size bet with, us, with me behind him after right. I three bet. Like, GRB's got a hand. But what hand does GRB have? I mean, I would think he has a lot of ace-queen. Do we, I mean, the question is, do we get these guys off ace queen if we shove some of the time? I don't know. It's a big, it's a big shove. How many chips does JRB have? He has more than the other two. So Aaron Zhang is the, is the effective stack. No, no. Bobby Baldwin is the effective stack with like 400. He started with 434. Okay. But if it, but if we're thinking about it from Zhang's point of view, Zhang is like 450 or something like that. He started with 492. Okay. So that's, if JRB's got him covered, that's the amount we're thinking about. So it means JRB's already put in 150,000, right? No, he's put in 113,000. Oh, because it was 20, not 60. Yeah. Right. I was right, right. Okay, he's put in 113,000. Right, they both have put in 113. So if we were to shove, I don't know. If it's, it's asking a lot to get through both of them. If it was one player, I'd feel a little bit better than getting through both. I would just, by the way, either one of them can have top set here. Yeah, I guess my question is if we're going to continue in the hand, is shoving or better? Oh. Than, is that better than calling? Yes. Raising, so. raising period. We still do have an escape hatch of, of a gut shot and backdoor flush draw. We clearly don't have the odds to call. Calling is the worst option here. Folding is way better than calling. I think folding is the best option, but if we're continuing, we have to raise, I think. Do you agree? I think raising is definitely better than calling. I'm trying to find a way to justify calling in my head because that's what Zhang ultimately does. He has a backdoor flush draw. He has a gut shot to the nuts. 
He has position. If everyone checks, he can put in a big bet on the turn. Those are the only things I can come up with. But so he can sort of, I guess he can call with a gut shot to the nuts and the hope that if both guys check, he can just blow them off the hand sometimes. Because if he had kings, he'd probably play kings by call. He'd yeah. probably call with kings, right? I just can't get past how shallow we've become. Yeah. I don't think, like, it's, it's as if Zang is playing this hand like they're twice as deep. Because I think if they're twice as deep, it's fine to call. I think then you have the right type of implied odds. Barely. But even then, you barely. I don't even know if you do. But and you also have a lot more maneuverability. With, where, with yes, like so, it's not just about implied odds. And also, position has a lot more value. Yeah. Like, no, so I, I mean, I think if it's, if you're twice as deep, it's a mistake to fold. Actually, but I think it, you want to be a little more than twice as deep. Really, I mean, you want to be like a million deep. I think, but whatever. The point is, they need to be a lot deeper than this for this to be reasonable as a call. By the way, twice as deep is like. 16k off of a million it depends on who we're talking about yeah. right bobby baldwin has 450k before he bets 90 yeah jb just called the 90 so they're really not like it like it depends on which players we're talking about either way this, we're not deep enough to call here we're absolutely not and that's what zang does he decides to call it seems like it's just i have too much money in my life and uh i don't so i i don't fold in spots like i this. guess that's a little bit of it or or okay he better be betting the turn if somehow they both check to him. And I don't know if they're both going to check. I don't know what the turn's going to be. I mean, I actually know all these things. I'm pretending I don't. Um, but he has to bet the turn if they check to him. Right? You agree? Well, we're going to talk about that. Okay, Because good. it might depend on the turn card a little bit. Sure. Because he calls the pot is now 364K. Yeah. The turn is the six of diamonds. Yeah. So he picks up a six. By the way, Baldwin does check dark before the six of diamonds comes out. So this isn't just a fake. I'm going to do something dark. He actually checks dark. Let's talk about that for a second. Okay. With top top here. That's weird, right? He has no idea where he's in the hand. That's what's going on. He's yeah. like, he's like, JRB can have me sometimes. Zang can have me sometimes. I think these guys would probably play over pairs just like this. Maybe, maybe JRB doesn't have kings. JRB probably doesn't have over JRB pairs. can have top set, but we block that. Yeah. So JRB is actually not a threat. Not, not a huge one. So it's just Zang, and we block aces, so it's really just kings, but he would play kings like this. Yeah. But we could also say to ourselves, we're screwed against kings anyway. Yeah, like, like with our stack-to-pot ratio, we're going broke against kings right. anyway. So who cares? Yeah. Um, I got called twice. I should probably bet again, if, assuming a safe card comes out. Yeah, I don't know why he's betting dark, why he's checking dark at all. Yeah, I don't know. Okay, I mean, the, you could just shove the turn a lot of the time, right? He absolutely could. So let's think of reasons why we don't want to do it that way. Okay, the, the most obvious reason to not shove the turn is you're afraid your opponents are going to respond perfectly to that, right? Like kings are going to call, king, queen's going to fold. Yeah. And that really might happen. That might be true. By but checking, we could induce weaker hands to bet, specifically Zhang. We'd be targeting Zhang, I think, more than anyone else. Um, and if he bets, we could be check raising and then make more money. That's a good reason to check, right? We have to check with... I don't think we should be checking with the intention of check calling. How about that? Okay. I mean, I, don't I, know I, just, wanna, I just want to see the card first. I agree. Like... like Maybe maybe there are cards I do want to bet. Yeah. What cards would you want to bet? I don't know. Clubs, maybe? We pick up with a nut flush yeah. shot. How much would you bet? I think small is better, probably. How much is in the pot now? 364K, and he's got 322. You bet like 140 or something. I mean, I still think you're getting almost perfect responses from people if you bet 140 after he bets pot and is called twice. Whether he picks up the club, so you think or he or should not. check no matter what? Then I guess checking dark is fine. I'm thinking maybe he should check no matter what. He checks no matter what, and with the intention of going with it, assuming a king doesn't come out. A king is the only card I think we. Why are would going. you ever fold on a king? I guess JRB is king queen, but like 
That's the only hand. Yeah, you're right, actually. So who cares? Yeah. A, a king and a jack play almost the same, actually. Yeah. And we're just not folding. Right. Okay, so fair enough. So actually, we're just going to check-raise all in no matter what if someone bets. And it's going to be, we're just believing we have the best hand enough of the time that it's okay to do that. All right. I just don't think we should do a dark. I feel like I'm, I don't. I, I agree. It, dark takes dark. away the ability for people to bet. Right. Also, it can also give away stuff about your hand strength. That's what I mean. Yeah. Like it looks like um, it's like if they, if Bobby if a, if a, a brick comes out, it's the six of diamonds, right? So the six of diamond comes out and Bobby Baldwin checks. It doesn't look like he has a strong queen. It doesn't look like he has ace queen anymore. Right, like no. ace queen, you'd expect to bet. Yeah, so that's pretty great. JRB might decide to bet his king queen. Zhang might decide to bluff with the what is now a pair and a straight draw. Right, like or whatever else his whatever these guys' ranges are. We're losing to a little bit of them, but mostly we're winning. Right, it's pretty good. One well, of the nice things about the flop and even the turn is that it's tough for anyone to really have a set here. I guess Zhang can have the baby sets. Yeah, but as Bobby Baldwin, there's only one combo of queens. Everything else is babies. JRB doesn't have any of that. And Zhang may not have much of that either. Yeah. Maybe, but whatever. I agree with that. So, so I think I am down with the check, but I don't, I don't know why we're doing it dark. Yeah. I think we look more scared and we induce more bluffs by checking once the card actually comes out. I agree. I think it's better. So that's a mistake, it feels. And like. I wonder if that affected JRB checking behind because yeah. JRB checks. That feels a bit strange still. Jeremy, JRB may have the same problem, though, of like, uh, okay, now when I bet... Ace queen may not fold. Worse hands are all folding. Yeah. Better hands are never folding. Like massive game theory, disaster issues. I want to check. Maybe Zhang will put money in. Maybe not. I can always bet on the river if it checks all the way through and Baldwin checks again. And I can call the river if Baldwin bets. You know, so I think I like JRB's check. Yeah, that's fair. He doesn't want to see an ace pretty badly. Those are fair points. Although, again, an ace shouldn't really matter that much. All right. So you said you wanted to bet universally if check two as Zhang on the I turn. Think that has to be the plan. Even though, look, we just no, made no, this, we just made a, a really good case for the like, top pair checking both both times. But I think All, we have yeah, to. and also Zhang picked up a six. He hit yeah. like the type of card where it improves his equity slightly against their ranges. Yeah, but he doesn't want action. Right. He's he's sure he's losing. Yeah. Right. Hitting the six is not enough. It gives him, like you said, it gives him a little bit more ways to win. Um, as it's it's a better semi bluff. Yeah. That's cool. He picks up five outs. You know, he goes from four outs to nine outs. That's pretty sweet. So you think he should bet still? I really do. Do you disagree? I'm thinking about it. I mean, do we think Bobby Baldwin is folding a queen? Do we think JRB is folding a queen? Going to need a response at some I'm point. I'm really thinking about it. You know, sometimes we think. I, I understand, but this I is a podcast. So no thinking allowed. Well, maybe we should. Maybe get- we should name it "No Thinking Allowed" with the poker guys. I mean, silence is not good podcasting. Silence is a thinking process, and it's okay. And the people can think along with us. Silence is a thinking process. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> well, you didn't give me a chance to think about that either, did I? I didn't get, so I didn't have time to really put that together. So anyway, um, you were saying, can we fold out a queen here? And by- I don't know that we can. Yeah, I'm really concerned about it, and I think what we have to hope is that we're up against like Jacks and Tens that feel like they, like Bobby Baldwin's like, well, that's a pretty good flop for Jacks. And JRB's like, I have two Tens, and I'm like, well, I'm gonna call a pot size. No, come on, he's not. No, I think that you're getting caught up in that Zhang called, and you're compounding the mistake. You're you're deciding that you're trying. Of course, but I think you're the thing that you're doing is you're trying to turn that play into a good play. I am, which is impossible to do. Right. So you should make this play with discretion from that play and understand that it doesn't matter that we made this bad call. It might be a bad play to now bet. 
even so, because we might have no fold equity. Okay, I hear what you're saying. I don't disagree with you. At the same point, the only way we can ever justify a call is to fire when they check at us on the turn, right? It's the only way to justify that call. If we call and don't that's, fire when they show I'm, weakness... That's what I'm saying, though. I know. Like, why, I know. We're, not, we're trying to do the optimal play in each moment, right? Like We're not trying to justify our previous actions. We're just trying to do the right play. Yes, we are. That's correct. Well, we did pick up five outs. That's good. <laughs> so, but what I'm saying is, like, what is actually the optimal play with this hand in this spot against these ranges? There's 360 in there. there I think yeah. I think there's two reasonable plays. Honestly, okay. I think one play is to check. I think that's the best play. I think the other play is to bet really big. Well, you can't bet so big. I mean, Baldwin is less than a pot. He's got okay, but we can move in then. Like we just yeah. move in. Yeah. And that way, like it's going to be tough for a queen to call now. Like if we bet anything less than all in, I'm really concerned about queens calling. At least now a queen can talk themselves into folding. I agree with you. I don't like this bet. I don't like the call pre-flop on the flop either. I think those are both bad plays. Right, but right. Just... But, but first of all, yes, he does bet. Thanks for doing that again. Ruining it for the listener. It's fine. Don't worry <laughs> about it. So what? <laughs> so what? Guess what? Old Yeller gets shot at the end of the book, okay? Everybody knows that's He's spoiler. dead in the sixth sense. Who? The kid? Everyone. Oh. They're all dead. <laughs> the village, it's, it's now. It's not back then. What else do you need? I can spoil every M. Night movie if you want. I can keep going. The, I've, seen, I've seen too the, many of them. It's the trees. <laughs> I haven't seen that one, but yeah, it's the trees. Um, what else we got? Uh, <laughs> oh, my God. It was Samuel L. Jackson the whole time, and that's weird. Um, oh, Oh, um, it wasn't just weird uh, things that she was saying. It was a vision of the future, which tells me how to kill the aliens now, apparently. Signs. Oh, anyway. didn't it come out in uh, Endgame? I heard a spoiler about Endgame. Yeah. Like, the big reveal was that Captain America is a huge anti-Semite. <laughs> was that one? I mean, I don't know, but huge is a, huge <laughs> is a pretty intense word. All right. Anyway. <laughs> so There goes the Disney sponsorship. Would you agree with me yeah. that this is a bad time to bet? Yes. Okay. Dis- if you're going to bet, I think you've got to go all in, though. Yes, I agree. Okay. But right. I think if we're going to put more chips in the pot, the play is to raise on the flop. Um, yeah, of course. Yeah. We, we, all, we, agree, we agree on all these things. Yeah. yeah. Well, it, it, I'm, for, just trying, I, I'm just clarifying because for a second you wanted to bet here. I wanted to bet because I'm trying to be in the mindset of someone who decided to call the flop. And but so that, I'm trying to think of like, I understand. I know, we're, I know this is sort of a circular thing, but I think but you keep bringing it up as if they're completely discrete decisions. And on one level, they are. On a level, they're absolutely not, right? And so I'm trying to think of it like, if I'm Aaron Zhang, I did decide to call the flop. I made that decision. I'm here now. Right. But that's not the best way to analyze a hand, right? Probably not. That's, you're, you're just trying to assume what that person wants to do, not what's the best way to play the hand. And you, you're vaulted into this spot. Checking seems like the... the I mean, play. we should check. Yeah. I want to check for sure and hope I improve or hope it checks through again. And, I mean, I never win. Ever in a million years. Yeah, Ever. Well, sometimes you Ever. improve. Let's, let's go for improving. Uh, but I think if we're going to bet, we should shove. And I think shoving is not terrible. Well, Aaron Zang is going to disappoint you again. Yeah, I know. He's going to bet 120K. This is deeply disappointing, this bet. Yeah. This is just horrific. What is the purpose of this bet? It's not like he's out of position and he's trying to find a cheap way to the river even. He's getting a free river if he wants one. He's trying to make it so he only has to pay 120 if he doesn't improve. But he's not calling the river anyway. Yeah, so what does it matter? Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is a really bad bet. We're never folding out a queen here. We may not fold out jacks here. 
we might fold out jacks, but I don't I mean, know. Nobody if we has jacks, right? Like nobody has. Bolan doesn't have jacks. No. By the way, Baldwin doesn't have. Yeah, someone's got at least one of these guys has a, has a good queen. I don't know, and the other guy's got a good hand too, a really good. I mean, it's hard to put them both on a queen, I guess. But it's not actually because like what, what else, else do they, they have? have? Yeah. Maybe Baldwin has jacks and Balan has ace queen, but okay. Guess what? We're never folding out Balan, so who cares? This is this bet has like no chance of working. Yeah, I agree. It's a bad bad bet. Okay, what's the reason for making it? Um, I'm just trying to think of, see if I can come up with anything. The only thing I can come up with, this is not good enough, but is if we were to improve, every card that improves us now puts a four-card straight on the board, trips on the board, um, one of those two things. So it, although no one's ever going to put us on a six anyway, and the four-card straight shouldn't be too scary for anybody either. And the stack to pot is small enough that it shouldn't matter yeah, anyway. No, the- it doesn't matter. I mean, okay. we could try to pull it out and say, like, we can find an analogy between this hand and the Brinkenny hand, where Brinkenny three bets with the king six off and bets tiny and then small again on the turn and then shoves the river. And if he got called by top pair, it would have looked pretty bad. And we yeah. were thinking, like, this is Brinkenny exploiting and understanding his opponent really well. And there are some similarities here where Zhang is betting really small. And like if, if he gets called and then he shoves the river and they fold, he wins more that way. It's, it's crazy. But impressive. that is not the same because the SPR is going to be a lot worse here. He's also up against two opponents. Yeah. Also, it was a pot size bet led and called by his opponents. Yeah. It does feel different. It, it, it is different. I'm just drawing a slight parallel. Maybe he's thinking, what would I do if I had kings? I, I don't think he needs to think that. But maybe that's why he's betting 120. Would he not just shove with kings anyway? Why would he? Why not make sure he gets called by chunking it out? But you're saying queens are... Well, queens are definitely calling 120. I guess maybe a queen could fold yeah. for a shove. That's maybe. Why, that's why, no. I think, I think Balan... I mean, obviously Balan's not going to overcall a shove. Yeah. Um, if Baldwin somehow were to accidentally fold and it's on Balan after Zhang shoves into both of them, Balan might fold king-queen. He can't even beat ace-queen. He might fold. Yeah, this is one of those times I when know. I think maybe if you're against the best in the world, the very best in the world, the thought process of what would I do when I had kings and do exactly that is is the most important thing. But Bobby Baldwin and JRB are not the best in the world. Yeah. And I think it matters more what practically will work in the situation. And shoving is just a, a more plus EV for this exact situation. Mm-hmm. So I agree with you there. Yeah. So anyway, Zhang bets the 120K. By the way, just, just to say one other thing, I remember seeing a cash game from, uh, I think it was High Stakes Poker or one of those, Poker After Dark on, uh, on Poker Go, where JRB was up against Phil Helmuth, and Phil had just like rebought for like, I don't know, $70,000, and Balan makes it like 4000 with Ace Jack or something like that. And Helmuth shoves with aces, like just shoves like, maybe it's like 90,000, 100,000. He shoves some outrageous amount with aces. And Balan tanks for a while and calls with the ace jack off. And everyone makes fun of him. And of course, he loses more of Dan Blazarian's money. Um, so Balan may not be a good customer anyway. True. I don't know if you feel like he's broke living JRB, but if it's not his money, he's just going to call it off. <laughs> so yeah, this is, I mean, this bet is, feels like a hopeless bet. It does. It does feel hopeless. And uh, that is, Quickly illustrated by Bobby Baldwin moving all in. Yeah. Which, you know, makes sense. His SPR is crazy small. He's got 322K over the 120K bet. There was already 364K in the pot. Right. I mean, Baldwin's decision was basically move in on the turn or check and hope to move in when someone else bets on the turn. Those were the two options, right? Right. Well, assuming, well, I don't even know what we're afraid of. I guess when a king comes out, we may not want to move in because 
nope, we're probably just going to move in anyway. Maybe maybe we call the let Ace King, fake Ace King's bluff and stuff like that, the river. I don't know. But whatever. Like, basically, he's just like, whatever, I'm check shoving. And this allows JRB to get away from it. Yeah, of course. He folds. Of course. So now Zhang has put himself in this spot yep. where he has 5-6 on the deuce 4 queen 6 board. I feel kind of dumb right now, don't you, Zhang? He has to call 202K to win, to win 806K. So he's getting 4-1. to one. Okay. Let's see if he's got the math. Well, if he knew exactly what Bobby Baldwin had, yeah. I think he's supposed to call, right? So he's got nine outs. He's got nine outs once. It's actually close. Yeah, well, we, I mean, we can do the math for real. There's four cards out there, plus he can see his two. That's six that are taken away. If he knows what Bobby Baldwin has for a second, because yeah. we're saying he actually, he knows all his, his two pair of hands stuff is good. Um, so that will we'll take two more cards away. Just, that's not really fair, but we're going to do it. So that's nine cards, that, at least 46 cards. No, sorry, uh, 43 cards. He's got nine out of 43. So that's, that's fine then, right? I mean, I guess it is. That's good enough to call. But that's only if he knows what Bobby Baldwin actually has, of course. The only concern is a set of queens, right? Which is unlikely. Yeah. And it's also barely fine. Like, that's 21%. Right. So It's not, it's not amazing. Um, but if, So if we add in three combos of a set of queens, it makes it a fold, right? Yep. I think it does. Because, I mean, what are we really talking about here that we think that Bobby even has? Kings, maybe never... Queens, ace queen. Maybe he has a weird set once in a while, and we're drawing super thin. If it's at he, least possible. If if you just have a set of queens in there at all, like as a thing that Bobby Baldwin is supposed to have, or if you have three, yeah. at least three combos of sets of queens, it pushes the math towards fold. Yeah, um, I think this is a fold. Yeah, he does fold. So I mean, what a disaster way yeah. to play this hand. By the way, it was bad. It didn't the go whole well. thing. Like he he lost an additional two hundred thousand dollars. Because he decided to call the flop. That's what happened here. Yeah. And he doesn't even get to realize his equity the way he played it, which sucks. Which is why I like a shove better. A shove may once in a while get through. Right. Yeah, I know, like, if he shoves and, and Bobby Baldwin calls, he still might win. Zhang might win. Right. Instead, now he's guaranteed to lose yeah. $200,000. Now, obviously, it sucks getting called by Bobby Baldwin in this spot. Also, if Zhang checks, he still might win. Right. And yeah. he doesn't cost, and he saves $120,000. Yeah. That's pretty good. Yeah, this is a disaster. This, is. this bet is a disaster, and Bobby Baldwin makes sure of it by check shoving, yeah. <laughs> which is great. Um, I like how Bobby Baldwin played it once he decided to call pre-flop and flop this well, that he's like, all right, I'm sort of married to this pot. Like, I don't there's know already I, 90K in I there. I mean, I don't know if I love leading pot, and I don't know if I, think it's I really love weird to lead. checking dark. But. Yeah, and I agree with you, but whatever he does on the flop, someone's betting that flop. Maybe not 90K, but like Bobby Baldwin's not folding the flop. He's probably calling. And then on the turn, he's going to have about a one-to-one stack-to-pot ratio, give or take, maybe a little bit more than stack-to-pot, and he can check-raise all in pretty comfortably if he wants to. So I like him trying to get it in here. Admittedly, it's a spot where, once again, your opponent may play perfectly against you, but at least you got another $120,000 in there first, you know? Yeah. And... It worked out well this time. And you don't want to let JRB in because you don't know what the hell he... It's, he's, I mean, I don't know why, what you're trying to defend against with JRB, actually. It's just a king, mostly. You're like, yeah. well, if he has king-queen or queen-jack suited... But if, if we just call, now we have to fade 12 outs instead of 9 outs, right? Oh, no, yeah. Or, sorry, instead of 0 outs a lot of the time. Well, yeah. So, like, it's better to move in and take the money rather than have it's to fade a quarter better. of the deck. Yeah. There's no right. reason to do that. Biggest uh, winner of the biggest buy-in tournament of all time, really. 
Kind of fucked that well, one up. Mucked that thing on 12 Ways to Sunday. Mucked that thing on 12 Ways to Sunday. That's exactly That's how we're going to end the Music is my sunlight, and all I need is one mic. And I can show every single MC how it's done right. Every time I come by, I'm bound to leave them tongue-tied. I'm sipping on liquor, a quitter is what I'm not. We got one life. And I took a minor break, but I'm back to claim the throne. I'm going to be traveling the globe. We still have time to make it.